The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Everybody, welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, October 29th. If you are listening to the podcast in the audio feed, if you happen to be watching our best bet show for week eight, it might be Thursday, October 28th. That's right. You can watch us live on YouTube every Thursday at 1 p.m. Myself, Pete Prisco, and R.J. White will be here every single Thursday at 1 p.m. We're also live after Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night football. And Ryan Wilson holding down the fort on Tuesday with a mock draft show every week at 1 p.m. Eastern. That will be live on YouTube as well. That is a YouTube exclusive, I believe. So go to YouTube.com slash pick six. Hit the subscribe button. Then hit the little bell button, and you will get alerts on your phone every time that we go live for a show and you can hang out with us and watch us on YouTube. I mean, what do you want to watch? Like a, like a, you know, a rerun of Magnum PI on Paramount plus, or do you want to watch us on YouTube? You know what I mean? Like, but they're good, but yeah, you know, maybe you want us for the pick show live on Thursdays, joining me to break down the week eight best bets. And I'm sure maybe once or twice mentioned how terrible my picks are. Pete Prisco and RJ white. What's up guys. I mean, it's no fun bashing on you anymore. You're so bad. It's gotten I mean, so bad that, that the, that, the humor has has, le- has left. Yeah, you're like you're like the kid who got beat up every day in school, and finally the last day, everybody said no more. He's he's a beaten man. That's what you you're a beaten man. He's like the Jets of this podcast. He's the Jets of this podcast. You can't really like. Yeah, you, it's you're not going to make fun of the Jets for how bad they are. Just the most depressing moment of of this losing streak that I'm on, and it's a bad one. Like I like the last three weeks I have absolutely like I for the first four weeks of the season. I was doing pretty good. I mean, I don't I'm not like, you know, not like insane or anything, but I was above 500 and felt like I was seeing the board well and nailing these picks. And then the last three weeks just cratered the saddest, the saddest moment, the lowest, the nadir or the nadir or nadir, nadir. What is it? The, uh, the, the lowest moment of this streak was when on our text thread, Pris- Prisco is just, just, I mean, body blows and boom, 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 just like pounding me about these picks. And Jamie Eisenberg pipes up and goes, like says something like nice, like I think Will will get it turned around soon enough. Yeah, he so felt so like, that's it. like I like, like I'm like I'm like a drowning dog out here. And Jamie's like, like Pete, leave him alone. Like you, you will never see anybody on this thread ever tell another person to leave somebody alone as if being picked on. And Jamie said that I was like, oh my god, like yeah, I read of that moment. It was pathetic. Um, anyway, uh, last week RJ. Continued his scorching run on NFL picks four and one. I believe RJ and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you went eight and one on all your sports line picks. If, if you're eight, not eight and one heading into Monday, and then I hit Seahawks and the under, so ten and one on all my sports line picks. on the bookies, I guess. Exactly, um, including four and zero oh on the early edge live stream that we do every Tuesday, five p.m. So you get in there, you get the lines early, sign up for for sports line. You put notifications on your app to get my picks when I put them out. You'll get them early. We were on. 
Yeah, you can sign up for notifications. There's a little follow thing to click um, on each expert page if you want to get their picks when they make them, get them in real time. Um, so you would have gotten the Packers minus three and a half. We don't know how that game uh, turned out, but uh, I had the Packers minus three, or um, the Cardinals minus three and a half before the Adams news came out. So uh, you would have got an advantageous line there. Kind of lucky in that sense. Obviously, I didn't know Adams was going to be ruled out, but but uh, you want to get in on these lines early in the week before they move. Uh, and I said I was I I, so I I said this on um. Uh, the preview podcast with Sully, but uh, I had heard, so I had been told fairly, like fairly reliably that there were a bunch of like some sharper groups who wanted to bet the Cardinals anyway. And then when the Adams news popped, they jumped on it because they knew the line would move. And, and I think that inflated it up even higher uh, six and a half when it closed, you know, we'll find out what, what happened with that. I mean, well, anyway, but we're again, we record this on Thursday. Thursday night football happens. This show is in your feet on Friday. So, you know, something happened in that game. Uh, Sportsline.com slash join. You get your first month for a buck. Use promo code WHITE or EDGE. Either promo code should work and get you that first month for a dollar. And you can, as RJ points out, download the Sportsline app and get all RJ's picks sent to your, your uh, mobile device immediately. I, did, I didn't know that. That's actually awesome. So you can follow and get alerts there. Uh, and there's tons of tons of people making picks on Sportsline. Pete went four and two last week, and I went uh, one and three, which makes me what, Pete? Your record is 15 and 32, and you're a giant loser. You're, you're beyond loser, though. I mean, yeah, like, like, you, know, you really are. I mean, I mean, honestly, like I, we talked about this before last week, like these uh, the, the, the Ravens and the Chiefs, in hindsight, that's stupid. You know, like like I thought I thought those two teams were going to step up and flex and on on, on in, not inferior opponents, but like, you know, pretty one an AFC North rival, one an AFC rival, and you were, you were right, Pete, about the about the Ravens and Bengals. Like the Bengals treated that like their Super Bowl, and the Ravens were you know coming off of you know the the emotional preparation of of you know like getting up for the Chargers and letting the Chargers know that they weren't there. And then the Chiefs right now are just kind of they're kind of broken. I think they'll fix it, but uh, you know not not good picks. Awesome. Here, here's the other thing, Brinson, is people in the office are talking about it. So like you're like the kid who gets all D's and F's, and so if you have a good week this week and or a mediocre week and you get a C, we're gonna clap. Everybody in the office is gonna feel great about the kid who finally got a C. That's you. Like I, I mean, I, I, like, the office. You know these little these little minions, these little gossip hounds in the office. <laughs> you know what they need to do? They need to quit. <laughs> they need to quit worrying about everybody else and all this other stuff. And they what they need to do is focus on working and making a better product. Okay, because like <laughs> like I'm like I'm gonna start pointing out. I mean like if, if I, like like old Jack Caporto works for Jamie Eisenberg now is what I'm being told. Like he like like he has to run things by Jamie before he can do anything. Like what are we doing, guys? Let's let's focus and work a little bit harder. Okay, no, let's let's focus on your picks some more. <laughs> it's fun. Um, what uh, Ryan Wilson, by the way, this this is how. Oh come on! Oh come <laughs> on! What is he doing here? What Get out of here? He's good. Don't worry. Like- Don't worry. He's going rotten too. His picks are going to go rotten. <laughs> what are you doing here? What a surprise! He, 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 he looks like he's he looks like he's over there recording a TikTok the way he's dancing on this. <laughs> are you here just to uncle me? Is that what's going on? What's happening here? Yeah, just just minding my own business. Stroll by the old room here, saw uh, Petey and RJ were dunking all over you, thought I'd drop in. Put Kenny Pickett uh, in the first round, would you? Put Kenny not, Pickett in the I'm first round. That. Yeah, I, I think not. what's happening here is Brinson called in Wilson to make his picks for him because he knows if he tries, <laughs> he's going to keep on putting up hey, 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 Brinson, if Wilson's going in on you, I'm going in on him. Put Kenny Pickett in the first round. Put <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Pickett in the, in the first round. Oh, no quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, 42-year-old stud, man. He might win the Heisman. I got, a, I got a 33-1 to one ticket on Pittsburgh to win the ACC, so that's exciting. 
Yeah, Pete, well, I'll be good. honest. It'll get, it'll get you from underneath the depth of your where you are right now with your picks. I'm not worried about cratering, Pete. I am worried about you catching me, though. So that, that's all I'm worried That's all I'm focused on for the rest of the season. So are you here to give best bets? Is that's what that? So you're, email, you're running email. so you're, let me, just to be clear, you're running so hot that you confidently decided to drop in to a, a, a picks podcast that you've never appeared on live on YouTube and drop some, some of your best bets. I mean, this is a, this is some, enough for the whole show. This is going to give best bets and get out of here. But I mean, good Lord, the confidence, this is like, I mean, what, what, I don't even know what to compare this to from a confidence. Well, perspective. well here's my problem with it. Okay. If he's on here giving out his picks, it makes it even damn longer than it already is. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in and out. And by the way, this was just Debo asking me to come uh, give Brinson a hard time. And this will also be the beginning of the end of, of my run without yes, question. That's right. This is this is this is you flying way too close to the sun. Plus, it you, also you, gives you me an opportunity. It also gives me an opportunity to tell you to put Kenny Pickett in the first round. Yeah, Pete. You've you know that. he's not a first rounder. Stop it. I'm not falling for that. I'm not falling for Malik Willis first round talk. I'm not no, going to no, buy no, into no, Malik, the, no Malik Willis, but Kenny Pickett in the first round. I'm holding off on it. He's 24. And uh, you know what Pete hit me with the other day, Brinson and RJ? Because we text back and forth every once in a while about players. He hit me with watch the table. He hit me with the watch the tape. <laughs> Learn <laughs> yeah, the game. Um, hey, how about uh, how about my boy uh, Icky at, uh, at NC State or left tackle? Love yeah, it. Did you put him in the first round? Like, Man, not yet. Hey, that guy's going top 15. But he might end up being I've had him in the first round the whole time. Yeah. Brinson, everybody has him in the first round. <laughs> okay, what you You're worse at mock drafts than you are at your picks. Yeah, well, you know what? Is it, up high, is it, is it the, down hard. Is it the next gear Bradbury coming up? Oh, there's another one back. To oh, ho, ho, up high, down hard. Gear you Bradbury was it. a first rounder. <laughs> yeah, but he shouldn't have been. But he's not that bad. What are you talking about? All right, what is this? Do you want me to bounce out so you guys see your stuff? I, I just want to come in and do a little dunking and get out of here. <laughs> well, you got you to me. <laughs> What'd you say, Pete? You dunked on him. Get him out of here. Let's go. What do you want, Debo? Uh, we can we can say goodbye to Ryan. I just wanted him to to come in and and do his dunking and then bounce. Okay, hey, look, yeah, he's been hot as can bets? be. He's been hot as can be. He deserves to come in and dunk on everybody. But you know you know what's coming. He's going rotten. I would yeah, I would like your, to what get. Is your, what is your record on the season right now? This is by the way, Pete. I don't. You're not. A, you're probably not aware of this because you don't watch our our Sunday night recap show or like our you know our, our recaps. But like Wilson now is roots hard for every single game. Like he's he's like in he's like into the spread. He's like I can't believe they didn't cover that game. And it's like no money on it. But he's so. He I was picking up ground on him this week. But if Jameis stands up and throws. Throws to the tight end on that blitz that should have been a walk-in touchdown. That's a cover. Yep. I can't believe. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I, that's how I am now. So right now I'm 68, 36, and three against the spread. Pete's 57, 47, and three. Wow. Pete's so I'm, I'm 11 so you're, of Pete. you're 30. Is you, are you 32 games above 500? That's right. That is outrageous. Yep. You had you had the Seahawks didn't you Sunday night? Uh huh. Yeah, you had no business. That that was a touchdown. <laughs> that was a touchdown. Wait, say it again. You're what? You're what? 68? 36 and 3. So what's your percentage there? I don't know. Do the math. 63. Yeah, but he started coming back to the pack a he's little 70% bit. 70% like two weeks ago, yeah. Last two weeks, I was 500, and I was one game over 500 last week. Yeah, right, he's, so going, he's going he's wrong. Is... He's, he's due for a Brinson. Of, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make that we'll, we'll we'll the most. <laughs> <laughs> the most that's what we should call those. 
Most impressive thing about it is is picking every game. Like we come out here and we give us thank you know, five, six thank best you, bets. I mean, yeah. if if I had to pick, I pick like 10, 11, 12 picks on Sportsline every week. But if I had to pick every single game against the spread, I'm sure my record wouldn't be as good as it is. Not well, helping you know, by the way. All right, so what? what are, all right, let's say. All right, so Wilson is at sixty three point six percent on the season right now. Over under. Over under sixty percent for the year. Oh gosh, could be way oh, under. under. Yeah. Oh, he's going under. That's a lot to ask. I mean, 63 now, and I've been red hot, and I just went 500. You're almost halfway through the season, like a quarter of the season. A lot has to happen. Okay. So let's see. I'll put him at 58. Yeah, let's get, uh, let's get three picks from Ryan. What do you got for us? All right. Uh, you didn't realize it's what a mistake he made bringing another party in. Which, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go quick. Which lines are we using? Are we using the lines on the side? Do you tell me the lines, Brinson? Yeah, uh, you, you tell me a game. I'll what's tell you the, the uh, what's, the, what's the nice game? Cards. We're doing, we're doing, we can't pick it. Jesus, this is a Friday show. Wilson. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I don't. Yeah. I'm usually grinding tape this time of day on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. I got to go through these quickly. By the way, I will go there. Okay, what's what's Jets Bengals? We got on Jets Bengals. Uh, Bengals minus ten and a half. First time the Bengals have been a ten point road favorite since 1983. I'm I'm banging the Bengals. I don't care about the spread. Like these big point spreads are big for a reason. Like I, you know, I've been on the Texans bandwagon for covering for a while. Uh, 18 and a half last week when it opened, I think I'm off. So I think the Bengals are going to crush Mike White. Um, they traded for Joe Flacco, right? They brought Joe Flacco back. Yeah, I, think I saw a, uh, I, I had a Jets fan in a, like in, a, in a Twitter chat thing I'm in, and he was like, oh, great. Flacco can't even clear protocol for five days. We're really screwed. It's like, if, if, if you think <laughs> right. Joe Flacco is going to save you, then you have bigger problems. All right. I'm banging the Bengals on that. I love the way the Bengals are playing. I'm not overselling what they did last week. That's not effect. I think they've been a good football team for 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 a while now. Um Okay. Bengals minus 10 and a half Wilson's first best bet. What, what do you have on 49ers Bears? The 49ers are minus 4 yeah. at Chicago. Yeah, that's too rich for my blood. Oh, here you go. This this feels weird. Titans Colts. Uh Colts minus 1. I mean, I'm, I'm banging Tennessee. Like you're Carson Wentz, a lot of banging on here on the show. It's a family friendly show. That's what it really is. As a sharp, you're supposed to say banging, right? What are you supposed to say? Uh, yeah, banging works. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I like the Colts defense. I'm. Still you got, well, you got Tennessee as the best bet. All right, yeah. Well, here, let's do we want to talk about that game or do you want to? I didn't know to... how quickly Pete wanted me to get out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, Brinson babbles for 20 minutes for every pick. Well, so all four of us now have a best bet on that game. So I mean, we, oh, okay, I good. Uh, all Tennessee, I would imagine. Uh, no, actually. Um, don't tell me RJ has the Colts. Yes, sir. What are you smoking, RJ? Why do you like the Colts? I don't know, but I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, look, so the Colts, we knew that the Colts were going to start slow. They weren't healthy starting the year, um, and they were slow starters last year anyway. Um, they are a Baltimore meltdown away from four straight wins. It's a must-have game for Indy. They lost to Tennessee in week three. Wentz played despite the injury, and, and we knew that he wasn't going to look good in that game. I don't know why he was out there. Indy has the number one rush defense per DVOA. I'm not sure Derrick Henry just runs all them you know, over um, because that is a good stout defense. Tennessee's defense coming off a big day, but Indy's offense has avoided turnovers all year. Um, they look good versus San Francisco, um, look good versus Baltimore, look good versus Rams defenses. Those are some good defenses. Um, so I don't think that the, that Indy's just going to you know be pull a Chiefs and score three points here. This one up to Tennessee minus one. I was hoping to play Indy at plus two, plus one, plus one and a half, somewhere around there. Um, but the Sharps then bet it right back down to the Colts. I think plus one, uh, getting plus one was enough for them to push it back down to the Colts. And, and so I think the Colts are going to win this game. Interesting. I am happy with the way that the Titans, uh, Titans defense is finally starting to get after a little bit. Harold Landry's playing well. 
Uh, I don't trust Carson Palmer. If he has to hold the ball, he should have had Wentz. Carson Wentz. I love Carson Palmer for making up those Mike Tomlin. I don't trust games. Carson Palmer either. He says Mike Tomlin's going to be this, <laughs> the USC coach. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't. I feel terrible going against RJ because he, he does more than just takes 15 seconds to make his picks. But uh, I'm staying with Derrick Henry. I'm staying with Ryan Tannehill. I'm staying with that revamped Titans defense. I'm, a, I'm with you, Ryan. I just think – this yeah, I know it's an important game for the Colts. I just don't think they're that good. I know you know you say four straight wins, but that weather last week, uh, it, pass interference penalties. I mean, you can't count on those week in and week out. And what the hell was Kyle Shanahan doing, getting away from the run? I mean, he, he was gashing them in the run game to the opening touchdown. Then they get the turnover. They get twelve yards on the first run of the of that series, and then he throws three straight passes. Yeah. And they settle for a field goal. Just run the damn ball. <laughs> and so I think that that Henry is going to run the damn ball, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Titans. I think their defense is improving. Mike Vrabel, uh, undefeated off the bye, off uh, coming off his bye. In fact, uh, every game in his career as co- as Titans head coach has won by double digits coming off the bye, mm-hmm. including you know you, know, you got a last year obviously that weird situation where they had the you know, stuff moved and they played the Bills, but they smoked the Bills coming off the bye uh, as well. So I you know I I um look, I I think when they're not coming off the bye. I'm just, I don't know why I thought that for some reason. Um, but, but I'm sitting there for later. Playing, I don't know. Playing, I, I, playing I, the I, Chiefs now is apparently well, a bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't oh know. I was looking at something else. The, um, I was like, uh, anyway. oh my God. RJ's not even paying attention to the off the bye situation. Well, it turns out they're not off the bye. Well, I I realized it halfway through. No, 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 I'm confused because Wilson is now thrown in the mix, and I'm trying to coordinate the. Uh, the All right, I got one more best bet. Well, is- hold on a second. I got the Titans too. The Colts passed oh, even the last two weeks, but they they, they played Davis Mills and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, Titans, as you mentioned, Harold Landry second in the NFL in sacks. Uh, they have 17 sacks this year after just 19 last <laughs> year. They are three and zero straight up as an underdog this season. And Mike Vrabel leads the NFL with 16 wins as an underdog since 2016. And also very good off the bye the record uh derrick henry 100 plus rush games in all four 100 plus rush yards in all four games versus the colts since ryan Tannehill uh came to tennessee and ryan Tannehill 2-0 straight up and against the spread on the road against the colts since coming to the titans um you guys you guys feel good about being on the same side as brinson here no no absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not look this game this game is probably going to be close It, it basically boils down to how does the colts rush defense hold up early on against against Derrick Henry and or are the Titans are the will the Titans come into this game looking to aggressively throw early on because the Colts secondary is absolutely ravaged if the Titans if the Titans sort of change up their offensive approach and throw early I think AJ Brown can have a field day in this game and then you can lean on Derrick Henry and and force Carson Wentz to try and you know do wincy things and come back if if the if the Titans allow the Colts to play their offensive game plan the way that they want and and it's a slow sort of methodical grinder then I'm worried about it but I, I think I think Tennessee um I think Tennessee rolls them here, so I'll take the Titans. What else you got, Wilson? All right, this doesn't feel like a best bet, but I, I think it's a best bet. Detroit, what do you have Detroit at? I have plus three and a half. Is plus three and a half. I'm all in on Detroit for a couple reasons. Uh, primarily the coaches. Right? We know Debo loves Nick Sirianni, but uh, the pep talks that Dan Campbell gets uh, gives actually breaks through to his team, and and you, you tweeted about this today. I don't know what Nick Sirianni's talking about with growing trees and the roots and – People aren't paying attention to that stupid stuff he's saying, and that they're not playing very well. And I know that Debo's optimistic. Like like a stoner. 
Like he's like, maybe it'll be trees and roots and like, and like <laughs> everything's so amazing. It's just yeah. weird. It's it's insanely weird. Where Dan Campbell, like, okay, I don't know if he's a great coach, but he can motivate people because he's done it before and he says things that if you're in a locker room before the game that you can sort of buy into. They play hard every week. They had a chance if the game was you know 35 minutes last week to beat the Rams. Unfortunately, it's 60 minutes. And I Debo loves Jalen Hurts. He's willing to give him a chance. Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback right now. Maybe he becomes one. But that is not a good football team offensively. Defensively, they had a ton of holes. I mean, we're at the point where, you know, if they take three defensive players with those three first-round picks, th that's exactly what they need to do. So I think Detroit's covering. I think they have a good chance to win that game. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, you know, you're playing the plus three and a half, and I do think that's probably the way I would lean. But if you want to play this game, the variance is high with Detroit. You want to play their money line because they're doing things to to come out and, and overperform when things <laughs> click. We saw we saw it last week. They're going for fake puns and, and stealing possessions. And so um, that's a team that you want to be on their money line because they're not just going to give you the same performance week in and week out. When they hit, they're going to hit. Um, so this is the same line Detroit was actually catching against Cincinnati two weeks ago. Now we know Cincinnati's a great team. But it's interesting that, that the market's like, okay, we're going to give the Eagles the same respect now that we gave the, the Bengals two weeks ago, which seems weird to me. Um, Sharps continue to back Philly. They closed at, at Pickham last week. That was plus three for most of the week. And they really backed them and they got, you know, throttled on that one. Raiders, I was on the Raiders. A lot of people, you know, I think some people were on the Raiders. Um, they were impressed by what we saw in that post-Gruden uh, first game there. So Philly's playing for next year right now. They're trading away players. You know, I don't know how the team responds to that. I know it's just a backup quarterback, but, you know, if you're trading people out, you're, you're really thinking about next year in the draft. Detroit's playing to get their first win of the season. If you don't have that first win, you want to get that first win for the coach. So I think we're going to see the energy a lot higher on Detroit. So I would lean that way as well. I just think you're better playing the uh, the money line and getting that that high variance play there and that better payout. I don't like the game, but if I did, I would take the Eagles. Uh, I, I Look, I, it goes against everything I believe in. It's, <laughs> it's a team playing consecutive road games. I hate that. Uh, but I think Hertz is going to do some damage with his legs in this game and, and find a way for them to cover. Look, the Lions do a lot of things, and they play hard. They are terrible when it comes to the talent level. And sure. I don't know if all that gimmicky stuff that he did last week can play over again for another week. So I'll, I'll take the Eagles. I don't love the game, though. I mean, I would I would go Lions if I was taking it. It's not a best bet. I agree with RJ that the money line is, is the way to go with Detroit. Like some, Something's going to give here with the Lions, whether it, it's either – they find a way to win and, and keep that motivation from Dan Campbell and that, you know, the, the, the try hard effort going for, you know, several more weeks and, and deeper into the season or these, these like these backbreaking losses. I mean, they got, they converted two fake punts and got an onside kick and lost by like nine points. And it, it like weren't really, and they were kind of in that game against the Rams, but I mean, you know, it, it felt like it was very clear that, that Los Angeles had infinitely more talent than they do. The thing that gets me with this game though, with the lions is, all like the Eagles are this backdoor cover mm -hmm. garbage time machine. They don't do anything early. I'm not saying Detroit will, but I just could. I, I I just don't see a situation where this game turns into a blowout. I mean, Miles Sanders is missing, so it's like Boston Scott and I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, like can Gainwell are going to just light up the Lions? I mean, is uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside healthy? Ooh, jeez. <laughs> just an unwarranted like, drive by on on Debo there. I mean, the the you know the Eagles. If the Eagles come out and play 
the only time I've seen the Eagles look competent early in a game was the like the first drive against the Falcons when it was like, oh man, like Nick Sirianni gets it. He knows how to use uh, <laughs> you know the read read option and RPOs to get Jalen Hurts on the run and and take some shots down the field and really involve Devontae Smith. And then it just hasn't happened since then. And I just don't trust him to have a competent offensive game plan going into Detroit. This this feels like a make or break game for for Dan Campbell and and the energy level that he brings. So I I, I got Detroit here, but not as the best bet. Anything else for you, Wilson? No, that's it. Let's get out. Uh, yeah, peace get out. Go away. Right. Let us let us finish. All right. Well, that I'm was good. Go. We talked about the games. Do we? Um, I'm gonna go grind we... some tape. All right, go grind some tape. See you, buddy. Go grind some Kenny Pickett. <laughs> you do your mock draft. He put Kenny Pickett in there. Go become a doctor and fix Carson Strong's knee, and then he'll go first. Hey, you know what's weird? I'll, I'll leave on this. Yeah, jump in a jump in a DeLorean. Go back in time. Become a doctor. Fix fix Carson Strong's knee, and then he can go first. You know how it's bad to have Briss in the game? Because I have a Carson Strong first overall bet, so please do that. Oh, you do? It's yeah. a it's it's it feels ter- it's a terrible feeling to have Brinson agree with your your picks. Pete and I agree on just about every single quarterback except for Kenny Pickett. Like I like Kenny Pickett. Uh, Pete loves him, but everyone else, I think, are. are um, Draft order for the quarterbacks is, is pretty spot on. So that's that's it that's is. Scary. It definitely is. That's good for you. <laughs> I'm oh, a quarterback. By the way, I'm the quarterback whisperer. If you haven't if you haven't seen Pete dunk all over Brady Quinn yesterday on HQ for his birthday, oh, on his whole, birthday, whole collage of pictures and Brady's just ripping every single picture. That was actually funny, Pete. I want to say, yeah, that. it was. I you know I can't let him get off easy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they brought every single helmet Brady has ever had. He has seven NFL helmets. We got Carson He's, Strong first. I got Carson Strong first overall, thirty five to one. It's you need happening. his knee to be. You need his knee to be okay. So you need to pray yeah, on that. If his knee, if his knee's not, if his knee's not good, it's a problem. All right, I'll let you guys go. Good talking to you. All good right. seeing you, RJ and Pete, Brinson. I'll see you know. Guys. I'll see you later, like I do every day. All right. See you, buddy. Peace, see you, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Wilson. Yay! Do that dance again. Don't. Uh, don't right, you do it. Don't uh, you do it. Please don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Let's dive into some other games. We'll start with uh, Buck Saints. Uh, you know, I think that game's on Fox. I assume that's the Buck Aikman game. And uh, obviously, Troy will, I mean, uh, uh, Joe Buck will then hop in a helicopter and uh, and fly to to Atlanta for uh, whatever game. I think there's a World Series game that night, right? Isn't it Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the Braves games? Remember, he did that little trolley, he did that little trolley thing from Sam, from uh, Giants to uh, from the Giants to the 49ers. Yeah, it's game, it's game five. So now that we know it's one one after after game two, we're definitely getting there. Yeah, uh, Bucks minus five and a half at the Saints, over under fifty. The disrespect to Sean Payton here, or is it's, it maybe just the respect, Pete, for Tom Brady? It's way too much disrespect for Sean Payton. It's way too much disrespect for a defense that beat the daylights out of out of Tom Brady in the regular season last year. The crowd wasn't there in the postseason. The crowd will be there in this game, and it's going to be a big difference. I, I love the way the Saints are playing defense, and they still haven't rushed the passer that well. You know, Cam Jordan got his first sack last week. I think Davenport's getting back going again. That run defense is really tough in the middle, and I know that really doesn't matter much against the Bucs, but I think they match up in the secondary as well. So I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game than people think, and I also think the Saints uh, aren't just going to cover. I think they're going to win the game outright. So I'll take the Saints – plus the points and the under as two of my best bets this week. 
Yeah, I don't I don't mind a little money line play on the Saints here too. Tampa's at peak value as they continue to roll, but I think injuries could catch up with them at some point. I think Gronk's going to be back for this game, but looks like no Antonio Brown. I um, still have injuries on the defensive side to worry about. Uh, New Orleans came out of the bye much healthier last week, especially on defense and the offensive line. We saw them activate three people right before that game, um, and you know they're just going to get healthier as the the uh, the games roll by. Uh, they did lose Andrews Pete on the offensive line, but he wasn't playing that well anyway. Um, I think they can still contain the, the Tampa pass rush with what they have in place. The New Orleans defense is third in points per drive, and the Tampa offense averaged less than 300 yards in three matchups last year. Uh, they had a problem with this defense last year, and um, you know it, I, they brought everyone back, so it's basically the same teams. But we'll see without A.B. if they can solve this this time around. Um, Tampa has rolled versus bad teams, but they barely beat Dallas. They barely beat um, New England in that, that game. Uh, they lost to the Rams. So is New Orleans closer to those teams or to the teams that, that Tampa beat? I think is probably the latter. Uh, 82% of the tickets on Tampa. Bucks can do no wrong for the public right now. I think this line is inflated. It should probably be around three and a half. So I have best bet uh, Saints plus five and a half as well. Uh, well, you guys will love to hear this because I don't have a best bet on it, but I do like the Buccaneers. I, I picked the Buccaneers in this spot. Um, the, the 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 angle is for me is that, and, and like I, I'm worried about it because it's Halloween in it's Halloween like you know be in the afternoon in the Superdome that place is going to be pretty wild I would imagine I mean those you know those those normal Sunday games are are intense anyway with the with those Saints fans and now they're going to be literally dressed up in costumes and New Orleans Halloween is you know considered like one of the one of the wildest spots uh, out there so the, pretty pretty intense environment the uh, the thing though for me is. If you did you I mean did you all hear the after the Eagles game on you know, two weeks ago on Thursday night when uh, Devin White was basically saying the the Bears embarrassed us and, and we remember it and I know that the uh, Bucks got the better of the Saints in the in the playoffs last year so that could qualify as maybe some revenge but I think they want to flex on I think this is a, a to, like Tom Brady quietly quiet revenge tour just he's just lighting everybody up in his past 15 games including the playoffs 14 and 1 averaging 311 pass yards per game 43 touchdowns seven interceptions this team is just rolling right now and they're, they're like blasting everything in their path that you know the only um issue they had of course was the the rams and that you could tell by sean mcveigh's reaction that that was their super bowl now i don't i mean don't get me wrong you know Sean Payton knows how important this is, but for the Buccaneers, this is kind of a go into the Superdome, win that game, and this division is probably over, uh, you know, before we even get to November if, if you pull that off. So I, I like the Bucs in this game, but I understand, you know, taking the points with the Saints. Five and a half is a ton for, a, you know, a competent team with a really good coach, you know. Is that and, a best uh, bet for you or no? No, it's not. No, not a best oh, bet. Because you just rambled for a half hour on a game you didn't even have a best bet on. It's it's like the biggest game of the week, man. <laughs> Jesus, this guy. This guy. This guy. He sounded like life, he guy. sounded like a former coach when you said that. This guy. This guy. WFT at the Broncos. This is a, also an afternoon game, not quite as spicy. Broncos no. minus three over under forty four. These two teams were thought to have. I mean, if 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 you had said before the season that WFT and Denver both had bottom 10 defenses or maybe even bottom five defenses. I, I don't think anybody would believe you. And yet here we are, Pete, these, these defenses are horrendous. They're really bad, but you know what? Washington's defense was a little bit better last week. And that gives me hope in this game because I think the Broncos are so banged up. I mean, you think about it. If, if Miller doesn't go and he's doing some work, but we'll see if he goes, if he doesn't go, 
the entire starting linebacker group won't be on the field that was projected before the season. That's hard to overcome. And I know Washington's not great on offense, but they moved the ball between the tackle. I mean, between the 20s last week, could have scored some points against Green Bay. I think they'll score some here, and I think their defense will play better. Um, that front is going to get after Teddy Bridgewater in this game. So I, I'm going to take Washington uh, minus the point or, yeah, plus the points. I like Denver at minus three. Um, it's not going to be a best bet on this podcast because I like the over more. I'm going to put over 44 as a best bet with us. Uh, Washington did deserve better last week. They were repeatedly driving in the field goal range and getting no points. Um, that game, they didn't cover that game, but they should have, and they might have even should have beat Green Bay in that game. But Washington is also a last-second field goal in an Atlanta defensive collapse on a late McKissick touchdown from 0-6. They 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 could you you know you want to flip and say maybe they might be better because they should have hung with Green Bay. They could also be one of the worst teams in the league if they they're 0-6. Their pass defense is atrocious. They have 19 pass touchdowns allowed. That's worst in the league. 30 points per game allowed. Last in the league. Um, Teddy Teddy should be healthier for this game after the mini buy. He didn't play that 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 Browns game healthy. Um, could have Judy back. Could have Albert O back. I know those guys are practicing now. Um, so I think that. Denver offense should be able to have success in their easiest defensive matchup since that early 3-0 start where we thought a lot of people kind of got fooled about how good Denver might be because they were playing some easy teams. Uh, this might be an easy team here. So uh, Denver's defense has been mediocre of late, and those injuries do worry me. I don't exactly trust them as favorites of more than three, so if you're going to lay it, lay the three. Um, but I like the over 44. It seems too low, and it's now 44 and a half here. As we're looking at Caesar Sportsbook, I think um, it's going to get over that number. Uh, I'm also on the over. You mentioned how bad the defenses were, and you have two teams that, while not really good offensively, they can uh, take some deeper shots. Uh, certainly, and we're getting Jer- Jerry Judy back for the Broncos. Cortland Sutton, nice vertical threat. Terry McLaurin, uh, of course, and then Antonio Gibson can bust off some big, some big runs or some big catches. We've seen him do it this year. Uh, I like. It was 43 yesterday. It was 43 on Wednesday. So this thing is climbing pretty fast. You know, I'd say get it in as soon as you can because you know, obviously. You know, 40, we're, we're, we're crossing key numbers here, and, and uh, you would prefer to have 43. I wouldn't expect it to come back down. Yeah, that's right, Nick. McDonald says in the YouTube chat, I'm about to go on a heater. We're about to just black out and catch fire. That's the goal here. Uh, but I, I am I am with RJ on the over. Prefer it at 43 or 44 versus 45. Duh. Browns. Is, a, is that a best bet for you? Yeah, it's a best bet for me. Because you know, never designate. We don't know how rotten your picks are. I, I sent my – Debo, please confirm to Pete that I sent mine in via email. Pete, I have not seen any of Brinson's picks. There you go. I sent you an email. Check your inbox, dude. No, I don't think so. You're just lying. I think Prisco's on to something. Wow. I sent it at 12.03 p.m. Amazing. Are you, are you just, just trolling me? What is happening? Real convenient, Pete, right? Right. All of a sudden. I have visual proof in my inbox. This is ridiculous. Debo, what are you doing? Pete sent his to me within 30 minutes of me sending the email last night. Brinson, never to be found. It's okay. You're just lying. You're just lying. Is he lying, RJ? What do you, what would you, RJ? What, which I'm, way would I'm, you I'm sitting here kind of like the second guessing my over pick here because I'm not really great on totals anyway. <laughs> I suck. Oh God, I hate you all. I hate you so much. Can I just get back to being like average with my picks just so I could not catch this flack 24 7 Steelers at Browns? Browns minus three and a half over under 42 and a half. Big Ben. 11, 2, and 1 at First Energy Stadium. <laughs> it's incredible. Since 1999, that's the second most wins. Baker Mayfield has actually passed him with 16. And Ben, 37, 23, and 1 against the spread and as, un- as an underdog in his career. It's 62%. 12 and 5 against the spread in division games as a dog. Pete, 
you think Big Ben can uh, come through here? I do. Uh, look, I know what the Browns want to do. They're, you know, Mayfield's talking about maybe he wants to play, but I, I can't imagine he will. Um, no matter who plays quarterback, they're going to run the ball. But the Steelers, they're giving up 100 yards a game on the ground. They're middle of the pack, but they're not awful. And I think they'll be able to play better run deep when you know the team's not going to throw the ball down the field and they don't throw it. Um, everything is off the off the run. I think they'll be able to defend them. And I think they'll slow them down. Look, Roethlisberger looked better in the last time out. And they've had another week. Um, I think the Steelers are going to hang around in the game. I don't know if they'll win the game, but you're going to give me a field goal, I'll take it. So I'll take Steelers as one of my best bets. Seattle was able to run the ball fine on them two weeks ago before the bye. Um, and uh, Late in the game. They, they, what's that? Late in the game when there was, you know, yeah, there was the score. We're opening, was, up the, we're opening up the second half. So, I mean, they they were down big, and they, they made it a game at that point. Now, Mayfield did return to practice. If, if he does play, even at less than 100%, he's no worse than Big Ben at this point. Uh, Chubb should be back. Conklin should be back. Pittsburgh D, I think, is vulnerable against the run, um, you know, more than more than you do. Uh, Pittsburgh looked good in their last two games, but they played awful teams. I think Cleveland is a much better team overall. My Cleveland power rating is depressed due to injuries. If this was week six and they were health, as healthy as they were in week, week six, I would have this at Cleveland minus seven. Um, so if the Cleveland injury report looks good on Friday, I might look to play him at this point. Right now, I'm just leaning to Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I think. For me, and I, I think I picked Cleveland against the spread, and um, on our on our picks page, I don't have a best bet on this, and it all a lot all depends on the final interview report here because so much of what Cleveland does, uh, you know, is like is the offensive line going to be healthy? I mean, I think the Jedrick Wills factor for last Thursday is is the difference maker, and so if Jack Conklin comes back and Wills is there too, you feel a lot better about that run game. Nick Chubb looks like he's going to play. They should be able to run against Pittsburgh, and really, it all comes down to. Can they get because Big Ben's like he's miserable under pressure this year, completely like 47 percent of his passes when pressured, but he gets the ball out so fast you can't pressure him. Uh, will will they be able to get pressure on Big Ben if they do? Uh, Browns can romp in this game. If not, Pittsburgh can can certainly stick around and, and, and win. I mean, it's a three and a half point division game. Panthers at Falcons, another short uh, spread in a division game. Atlanta minus three at home over under 46 Matt Ryan. Eight and two the last five seasons against Carolina. 305 pass yards per game, 17 touchdowns, and five interceptions. I don't need to go through the statistics for Sam Darnold the last four weeks because they are just, just LAST. They are, he is last in every single quarterback category over the last four weeks. Beat, does he, uh, does he get rattled by the Falcons? Uh, you know, sp- spunky little defense. He will because his offensive line is awful. Awful. They are bad. And, you know, it's easy to blame Sam Darnold. He's not playing well. Don't get me wrong. But, man, that offensive line is awful. And Anderson can't catch the ball anymore suddenly. It's a weird thing. But they have problems on offense. And and on the other side, I think the Falcons have played good on offense. Matt Ryan's had a good year. And I think getting Pitts going is really helping them. Uh, it'll help get everybody else going as well. And so for that reason, I will take the Falcons as one of my best bets. I, I just think this Carolina offensive line is that bad. And I think it's going to be a problem. You know, he's got the offense going is Corderell Patterson. Who would have thought that before the season? He's been the key to unlocking the offense in Atlanta. It's kind of wild. Uh, I think Darnold has to be rattled after getting benched for another terrible game. Atlanta's D isn't good, but why would we expect Darnold to save his season now against a bad defense? Hasn't really mattered in his matchups lately. Atlanta has scored 27 plus in each of their last three games. Carolina's defense isn't what it was in the first three weeks uh, since they've dealt with a few injuries. Um, Carolina's defense, 20% defensive pressure rate the last four weeks was worse than the NFL, and they were 50 50% in the weeks one to three. That's best in the NFL. So they're not getting pressure. Um, 
Matt Ryan should have time to throw to Pitts to all the, those guys. Um, I hope you laid less than three while you could, like we did over at Sportsline. I had it as a pick at two and a half on Monday. Um, so at three, it's just going to be a lean for me, but I think Atlanta probably covers this number. Uh, I picked the I picked the Panthers, but don't feel good about it. I mean, this game, if it's either I think it's either Carolina keeps it keeps it really close and wins, or it's just an absolute bloodbath by the Falcons. The the Panthers press. The other concerning thing is that the Panthers' pressure rate on defense has completely collapsed. Like they were the best team, in, I believe, the best team in football in pressure rate over the first three weeks of the season, and they are dead last over the last four weeks. That's the biggest concern for me is that the defense is not. I mean, you know. It can only hold up so long. Uh, I do sort of wonder if maybe Matt, the thing that Matt Rule said uh, after that, after the game, after the loss to the Giants, he said that he spoke he met, on Monday. He met with Joe Brady about quote doing a lot of things better end quote. And like this is kind of a huge game for Joe Brady. This guy was getting head coaching like heat, and now it's like he might lose his play calling duties. That's a quick flip. And if Joe Brady doesn't get things going, I mean, you can't blame everything on Christian McCaffrey being gone. Even if um, they you know they went five point nine yards per play with CMC there, four point four with him off. That's a problem. I get it, but it can't just be, all be on Christian McCaffrey. He's a running back. Joe Brady's got to figure something out. I, I think they find a way to do it, but obviously not confident about it. All right. Hit the like button if you are watching this show. We have a bunch of swag and stuff that we want to give away on this YouTube channel. Pick six stuff. Um, maybe a Super Bowl. Brinson sucks hats. We got more of those coming in. And uh, you can win that stuff, but you have to hit the like button. Get the likes up. So if you're watching right now, do me a favor. Bang that like button. Let's uh, let's get it up into some, some bigger figures. And you can do that while we take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down the rest of the games on the slate. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Jaguars at the Seahawks. Look at that hat. Pete, you want one of those? I know you do. No, I don't. You wouldn't wear one of those? I don't I don't need to wear it. I can just say it. Okay. Right. More fun to say it. It's, it is fun to say it. Uh, speaking of things that suck, the Jaguars suck and the Seahawks suck, and they are playing each other. This, this, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, we we'd send you one, Pete. We wouldn't want you to leave it in the you know get lost in the mail or anything like that. Uh, the Seahawks minus <laughs> the Seahawks minus three over That's not my under, problem over under forty three and a half in this game, Pete. I mean, look, this is man, this is a must win game for the Seahawks if they want to try and right the ship or just just stop from drowning before Russell Wilson comes back to try and save the season. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll play the Seahawks. I'll say, okay, they're the team to pick. But I, I, I want to, and I believe that, but something worries me about that Seattle team. But having said all that, I'm on, I'm on Seattle. I, I just think – I didn't make it a best bet, but when I look at this team, I think Jacksonville is a young team coming off a bye with a coach who has never dealt with bye situations. And he said some things this week that were really weird – like we're gonna reevaluate how much man we play after we after the bye. We we spent Sunday watching football. I learned things, but what'd you learn? Uh, I think they're gonna learn that going to Seattle is a tough trip, and I'm gonna take Seattle in this spot. I'm not not a best bet, but I like Seattle. Ben Brinson sucks hat is drawing a lot of questions that I think are already answered by my hat. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know why people are asking about. Brinson, wait, 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 what do you, wait, what do you mean? It, it's, it's a phrase. My so-and-so shirt is drawing a lot of questions about that are already answered by my shirt. You haven't heard that? Oh, right, right, right. It's like, I'm a stupid or whatever. It's like, yeah. Something like that. Right. I, I did make uh, Seattle the best bet at minus three. Um, at three and a half, I wouldn't look to play it at three and a half. I, I, you know, their super conservative offensive game plan hasn't worked out so far. Their offense has been atrocious and predictable with Geno, but the defense is off back-to-back best games of the year. And if Geno can throw in anyone, it's Jacksonville, 32nd in net yards per pass attempt. It's a very long road trip for bad Jacksonville team. I know they were on a bye, so it shouldn't matter, but Seattle's in a must-win situation ahead of their bye. Um, they're going to take this game seriously. A lot of teams that play the Jaguars don't take it seriously, um, but Seattle has no no choice but to. So, like I said, I wouldn't play him, play him at three and a half, but at three, I like it as a best bet. So, if you can get three, go ahead and lay it. Uh, I'll take the under here as a best bet at 44. It's actually moved up a, uh, moved up a half a point, which – well, fine, whatever. I'll take it. We have it at 43 and a half on our, uh, on our, on our sheet. So that's my best bet for the podcast. Watch it land on 44. The Seahawks rank seventh in offensive DVOA, but that's with a bunch of Russell Wilson games. They love to run the football. They love to be conservative. They love to kick on fourth and one. They are not going to be aggressive with Geno Smith in a passing game. Even, you know, even against Jacksonville, they will try and uh, pound the ball. And then Jacksonville quietly is like, really good at running the football. They're number one in, in success rate on run, second in run, rushing offense, DVOA, uh, and, but they are all, the fifth in explosive run rate and fourth in uh, adjusted line yards on the offensive line. So, like, I think Jacksonville will be able to run the ball, and I think Urban will – I think Urban and Pete are just going to – Pete Pete Carroll, obviously, not Pete Prisco, are just going to have this sort of – like it's, like, it's going to be like seven to three in the in, late in the second quarter, and it's just going to be a slugfest. I, I don't see a ton of points in this one. I would lean Seattle as a pick there, but the under is a best bet for me. The Rams – Minus 14 and a half on the road at the Texans over under 47 and a half. This, this is one where, I mean, I feel like in years past, Pete, it's an automatic play on the Texans, you know, just a, a bad team at home, but you're getting double digits inflated lines. Cause there've been all these blowouts, but then you watch the, the you know, Matthew Stafford throwing the ball up 31, three against the giants. And it's, it's scary. It's scary to get in front of that number. Yeah. And I'm not going to get in front of it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take, the Rams here. I don't love it because I hate laying big numbers, uh, but I, I'm I, I did it last week with the Cardinals, and it worked. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I, I would take the Rams if I had to pick here, but it's not one of my favorite games, so I'll, I'll take the Rams, but reluctantly. 
I'm going to get in front of the number because Houston is a best bet for me. This line already assumes Tyrod isn't going to play, but he's back at practice this week. Houston had a competitive team before his injury. They beat Jacksonville as home dogs. I don't know why they were underdogs in that game. And then they were even up on Cleveland at halftime, and then he left, fell apart, been terrible for the most part with Davis Mills. They had that one successful game against New England, but scoring ten, less than ten or, uh, less than ten in every game since then. Uh, so there's no guarantee he actually plays. If he does, it's a massive line value here. I would put this line at Rams minus eight with Tyrod under center. Um, if he doesn't, maybe there's still slight value on Houston at home against a Rams team that can coast for a win here. Um, so I probably put the line, you know, thirteen something like that. So I don't love it if if he isn't playing, but I think the value is just too great not to jump on it. Uh, but the big thing here is check your look ahead number for Houston next week because books have their lines out for next week. And Tyrod's almost certainly going to be back next week if he's practicing this week. And I'm showing plus seven at Miami for Houston, and Miami can't play defense. They might as well be winless team. So I have no idea how they're supposed to be seven point favorites against anyone. You want to jump on that Houston number before Tyrod, uh, you know, is ruled in for that game. Yeah, I mean, Ty, look, Tyrod. I agree with you completely. Tyrod makes a big difference at you know it, for this game. Like, it is so we don't know if he's going to play, right? We don't. They haven't said definitively. It's going to depend on how he looks at practice. They're not going to rush him out there. There's, they have no incentive to rush him out there. They're not right. going anywhere. But um, but I think if he's healthy enough, he's going to play. They want him out there. Okay, so are, so you like the 14 and a half regardless of who plays, or does it need to be Tyrod? Yeah, I'd say jump on it now, because if it does play, it should come crashing down, and you want to get on the other side of 14, obviously. Um, I, I think it should be eight. Um, I don't think it's going to get that low, um, but wow. but uh, 10 and – yeah, I would say it probably gets to at least 10, 10 and a half, maybe even 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Davis Mills – I know Pete loves Davis Mills, not bashing him at all, but, I mean, the, you know, the kid – it's an unfair no, situation. He's in over his head. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's in over his head. I mean, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think you could take any one of these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, by the way, this class has been pretty miz. Um, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's rookie season. It's not a big deal. But like, if you toss Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, any of these kids on that Houston roster, they they they're having the same struggles uh, that Davis Mills is. It's a terrible roster. They just traded Mark Ingram. Brandon Cooks is tweeting out unhappy stuff with cuss words in it. You know, you sort of wonder does can the front office cause this team to lose the locker room because of, because of trading guys and basically waving a white flag on the season. Tyrod would be a huge improvement. Um, I wouldn't, I just can't get in front of the, the Rams because I think they could run up the score pretty easily on the Texans and uh, probably a smash spot for uh, 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 Daryl Henderson over rushing guards. He should be able to have his way with that defense. And I expect to see a lot of carries Cowboys at the Vikings Sunday night football, man. I mean, if I were, you know, if I were really desperate for a W, and like I was a fantasy guy, I would pick uh, Kirk Cousins the start of the week here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I, I, and, and I like – I criticize Kirk Cousins all the time. You know that. But I'm going to do something here. I didn't – I want I, I meant to put this game into my best bets. I like the Vikings here. I think the Vikings are going to win this game outright. Right. I, I think Kirk Cousins is actually going to show up in prime time. I think their defense is getting better. I'm not one of those guys that believes 100% in the Dallas defense. You know, with Prescott's calf injury, how effective will he be? Uh, so I'm going to take the Vikings to win the game outright. I'll take the point and a half as one of my best bets. Yeah, Cousins takes a lot of flack for primetime Kirk. You know, you don't want to play him during during primetime. They covered both their primetime games last year. Um, so Dallas is 6-0 and against the spread this season. Minnesota is 9-3 and against the spread as a home underdog under Mike Zimmer. Now, these Mike Zimmer teams this year and last year aren't the same as the ones we've seen in the past. So um, I don't know how much stock I'm putting into that. I think if Dak plays, the line is probably right where it should be. I might lean to the over um, if Dak is playing because I think both these teams are going to put up some points. Even at 55, I think they get over that. But uh, But I'm not really playing this game. Uh, I've got the over as a best bet. So, yay. Good for me. Happy uh, 
Glad you got that lean there, RJ. The if you look at, I, I think Dak's playing. There was a photo of him earlier this week where he's like doing a something and he was in cowboy boots. Now I don't know if you guys have ever worn cowboy boots, but if you've got a bad, if you've got a calf strain or like a foot, like a like a leg injury, you don't put on cowboy boots if it's if it's hurting you because cowboy boots are quite snug and uh, even expensive ones that, that Dak uh, was likely wearing. So I think I I feel pretty confident that Dak's playing. And, and the line here actually reflects that he, I mean, hundred. I think hundred percent certainty that he's playing. They haven't said that he is for sure, yeah. but um, this number, it makes it seem to me Minnesota's like favored sure. by three if, if, if Dak's not playing, right? Well, Minnesota is probably favored by one if there's any yeah. uncertainty. Yeah, that, Minnesota that, that would be favored play. if Dak wasn't playing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. If you told me that we could get Minnesota plus one and a half and Dak isn't playing, then I'm that that would be a consensus best bet for this for this podcast. I would assume the over 55. The thing about this is um, Dallas in four games going into the bye, average 39 points per game. They are scoring a ton and they've actually struggled a little bit in the red zone. They haven't been quite as efficient as you might think there. That could that could crank up and they could really get loose. And then with Minnesota, um, I was on the four for four. Uh, podcast or earlier this week and we were talking about it, but Minnesota, no one raises the ceiling uh, for plays run by an opponent more than the Minnesota Vikings. And if you, if you will drag them into a, if you will drag them into passing, they're really good at it. And Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they'll wing the wing, the ball around, but they don't want to do it because that's who Mike Zimmer is. The Cowboys are the perfect team to drag the Vikings into a shootout. I think we get well over 60 points in this game. I have the over as a, Best bet. Giants at the Chiefs on Monday night. The Chiefs, we have nine and a half here. The Giants have been getting some action. I know our pal Nick Costas actually, did he take, did I dream that? Did he say that he thinks the Giants are going to win this game, Pete? He said they can win. That's what he said. I mean, anybody can win. But he thinks he thinks they have a chance to win. I don't. <laughs> and, and normally I would like to take the Giants at nine and a half. And Daniel Jones has played well on the road. All those injuries really bother me because I, I do think the Chiefs, Although they've struggled on offense and Patrick Mahomes is struggling on offense, I think this is a get-right game. I think it's you know prime time. The atmosphere will be crazy. He the offensive line will play better. They didn't play well last week. He holds he held the ball too much, and I think they're pressing because of what they do defensively. So I, I do think you know they played they held a Derrick Henry at ninety yards last week and and lost the game. I, I think this time around they'll play much better. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs, not a best bet, but I'll take the Chiefs minus the points. I had a uh, Giants plus ten on Sportsline um, as a, as a best bet, and knew it was going to come down. Um, nine and a half isn't that much different, so I should probably have it as a best bet here. I'm only going to put it as a lean. Um, I had to drop Kansas City four points in power ratings this week after stubbornly keeping them too high, like everyone else did over the the first you know seven weeks of the season. Um, can't expect them to keep turning the ball over in bunches but I don't know how the defense gets better. The Giants aren't a good team, but they can move the ball with Daniel Jones. Like Pete said, he's playing well. Um, but, you know, in his mobility, I think can, can help them move the ball. Backdoor is going to be wide open in this game for them to cover this huge number against that defense. I only make the Chiefs seven and a half point favorites here. I probably wouldn't play the Chiefs until it got on the other side of seven. Um, so I think you're fine if you want to play the Giants plus nine and a half. Um, but I got 10 and I'm, I'm not really looking to get in at nine and a half at this point. Yeah, obviously 10 better than nine and a half. Although I do wonder, and not to do uh, a tangent here, RJ, do you think that um, it's we're seeing a shift in key numbers in the NFL in terms of, you know, just because of the you know, the extra point changes, two point, more two-point conversions, et cetera, et cetera? 
Yeah, I think seven isn't as important as it used to be. Um, you know, we saw we saw the uh, Bucks uh, Eagles game. You know, that that one was Taylor made a lane on seven, but uh, Sirianni in, in a fit of being actually smart for for once in his <laughs> strategy went, went for two, like you're supposed to do there, and then he got it to six, so they end up covering the six and a half. So that made when coaches do that and they find success in that and they continue to do that as a strategy, you're going to find seven as less and less of a key number. Um, not going to go away completely, obviously, but but not as important. Uh, Daniel Jones, eleven and five against the spread on the road in his career, sixty nine percent. My goodness, ten and three against the spread, seventy seven percent as a road underdog. He's just cover, covering machine on the road, uh, but he is zero and six in his, to start his career in primetime straight up. Uh, no quarterback has ever begun his career zero and seven in primetime games. So good, good, good luck with that. The Chiefs are not a covering machine. They are three and twelve against the spread in their past fifteen regular season games. Because of the the value, the you know prime time at home, Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be inflated. Uh, I would take the Giants here as well, but not a best bet for me. Bengals minus ten and a half at the Jets. We talked about this game a little bit with Wilson. He's got the the Bengals as a best bet here, Pete. Um, Pete, where, where were you? What where were you working in nineteen eighty three when the last time the Bengals were a ten point road favorite? Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you covering? At the Denver Post. I was, uh, um, that was when I first got to cover NFL games. I was a part timer and they allowed us to go to NFL games. And um, I can remember this story from one of those games. I think it was in 83. 80, yeah, 83, I think it was, or 80, it was 83 or 84. It, John Elway, we we're at the Broncos game and there was all questions about whether John Elway was going to play or not. And moments before kickoff, they, they said in the press box and didn't announce it much of anywhere that he it looked like he wasn't he's not going to go. They didn't announce it, but it, there was rumblings that he wasn't going. So I called all my buddies back home, back east, and I said, hey, unload on – it was Seattle, I think they were oh, playing. No. And Gary Kubiak came in and <laughs> played his ass off and won the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, I'm, if I remember that right, I think that's what it was. Because remember, they were in the same division with Seattle back in those days. So it was like – yeah, and so, but yeah, I was in Denver, and I because that's the last time the Bengals had a were favored by this many on the road, right? So suffice to say, you didn't, uh, you didn't, uh, you didn't pick up your phone for a couple of weeks after your. No, uh, my no, my friend, my friends were pissed. They were angry. Yeah, you think? Uh, I'm trying to find the game really quick. On, uh, I think it was 1983 or 84. It was in Seattle, uh, November 6, 1983, Seattle 27, Broncos 19. Uh, no, I don't. No, think no, no. Steve DeBerg played for the the Broncos, and Elway Elway played half of the game. So maybe maybe it was no, maybe I got a memory wrong, but it was one of those games out there. Then I'll tell you which one it was. All right, uh, RJ. Well, I, I was two years old in 1983. How about you? As was I. Cool. Uh, what do you What do you think about this game? Yeah, since he proved to be legit last week, this could be a come down spot for them. Obviously, a massive win for them against Baltimore, and you're not going to take the Jets seriously at this point. Um, but the Jets are terrible, even more so with Mike White at quarterback. I don't know how they score points. The Jets D is getting rolled each week, 1,001 yards combined their last two games, averaging 30 first downs allowed in their last three. Um, so even if Bengals aren't trying very hard, I think they could still probably put up points. And I think the defense can carry them to a double digit win, even in an awful spot. So I played the Bengals at nine and a half earlier in the week on sports line. Ten and a half is getting kind of getting close up there to where I wouldn't play it. I had the line around 11, 11 and a half. So only like it as a lean right now. Uh, sorry, I messed up. I got the wrong box score. Pete, I just sent you the, the, the correct one. Here it is. It was, uh, November 20th, 1983, 
No, the Broncos won that game with Gary. Yeah, Gary. no, I got it. Might be scrolling through the box scores with Uncle Pete. Hit yeah, the like button. I'll find the video the game. If you're, I don't remember uh, who it was. It was somebody when Elway was hurt and he didn't play. I, can't, okay. I, I thought it was Seattle, but no, 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 this is probably right. You said bet. You, you said, said they won. Yeah, they won. The Broncos won without Broncos Elway. Won 38-27. Okay, so this is probably it. Kubiak, Kubiak didn't play great, but yeah, Kubiak went ten to eighteen for a buck sixty-five, a touchdown. Um, and uh, Sammy Winder was the leading winder, rusher. Sammy Winder, Sammy Winder. Uh, look at that man, uh, unbelievable. Um, Broncos were a uh, point and a half favorite, yeah, 34 yeah, degrees, 10 miles an hour wind, wind chill 27. What get what, what when was that? What November 1983? Yep, yeah, right around Thanksgiving time. O- yeah. o- over under of 39 in the game, Broncos scored 38. <laughs> Broncos scored 38 with a backup quarterback. <laughs> he couldn't pick up his phone for three weeks. Yeah. His, friend, his friends lost 10 grand each other. <laughs> Fisco's like, got a hot tip. God, and by the way, there were no cell, there now. were no cell phones then. You had to sneak into the back and use the payphone. <laughs> You're like whispering on a payphone, like yeah. I had to, well, I had to call him collect. Out. I had to call him collect too. <laughs> I didn't have any <laughs> Man, if oh my god, I'm picturing what like my buddies. If I told if I was like, I got a hot tip on this. You need to bet Seattle. It would I, I would just leave the thread. I'd never come back. Um, I uh, anyway, Bengals game. I. I mean, I mean, like I, I agree with RJ. Like ten and a half is getting a little pricey. I just don't see how you can take the Jets. I mean, Mike White is starting this game. Uh, quarterbacks this season to make their first career start. Oh, and six against the spread. Bengals have nineteen sacks this year after just seventeen, which was dead last in, in the NFL in twenty twenty. Uh, and the Bengals' uh, deep passing attack against a bad Jets secondary is just a bad. It's a terrible matchup. They're second in explosive pass rate, and Burrow has nine passing touchdowns of thirty yards or more, the most by any quarterback in a season in the first seven games since two thousand. Um, it's it just seems. I think this is sort of one where maybe if we change the the uniform for the Bengals, it'd be easier to stomach the point spread. You know what I mean? But it feels well, like yeah, the, the Rams are 14 and a half on the Texans and, and the Jets are worse than the Texans, you know, or at this point with Mike White. So Bengals sure. have proven there they've played just as well as the Rams the last several weeks. So yeah, you know, they play the Browns actually. next they play the Browns next week. And so it's kind of a sandwich game, isn't it, between the Ravens and the Browns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. Blow, the Jets are terrible. The Jets are terrible. Exactly. Um okay. Dolphins at the Bills. Bills, minus 13 and a half. The over-under in this game, 49 and a half. The Bills are coming off their bye. That's who I was thinking about, not the freaking Titans. And uh, Buffalo, not uh, nonplussed after losing to the Titans before the bye, Pete. Can uh, Josh Allen and company, I don't want to say get it right, because now it's up to 14, as you can see, and the under is dropping. Um, But, you know, I mean, this is a, I don't know, Division game off the bye. They're four and two. I think the Bills probably a little disappointed at where they are given how they played. And but you know, two two understandable losses, I suppose. Yeah, and I think coming off the bye, you get a week to stew over that loss. And you know, it's, they dominated Miami the first time around. Remember, that's the game they knocked Tua out. The score was thirty-five nothing. They didn't really do a lot on offense. And Miami, look, Tua's playing okay. I don't know why people keep killing him. He's not the problem. And. The offensive line is awful. I think the Bills will tee off on him because of that offensive line. So I don't, again, I don't like laying these giant numbers, but I'm going to do it at home. I'll take Buffalo minus the points. Not a best bet. 
Yeah, I couldn't lay the number. 86% of the tickets on Buffalo so far. Probably going to look at Miami if I play ATS, and I'm, I'm, you know, I like it better at 14, obviously. Miami was embarrassed by Buffalo early in the year, so it's a revenge spot for them. It's just another game for Buffalo, who is on their march to the playoffs right now. Even when Miami defense was playing well the last few years, the Buffalo's offense was shredding them. 30-plus points in each of the last six, including that last game where the offense wasn't playing well, but they still managed to get to 35. Um, but Miami's offense has looked much better the last two weeks with Tua. Some of that's the opposition, and, and it's going to be a tough matchup here with the Bills. So I'm, I would lean over here, and uh, the number we have was 49 and a half. I'm surprised it's coming down on the market so much. I wonder if there's some injury news that I haven't got a chance to look at while we've been been talking over the last hour. But um, I would think this game go over because Tua is playing well, and we know the Bills can score points on the Dolphins because they always do. Man, I mean, they played Jacksonville and Atlanta, though, and there's two games that Tua played well. And don't get me wrong. I mean, like, he, you know, he's had some good moments, but he's also had some really bad moments. Um, the, just like that, that, that horrible interception in, in that game against Jacksonville. The thing about Buffalo for me that, that maybe we're sort of sleeping on, and by the way, Sean McDermott, two, one and one against a spread uh, off his bye, four and oh, straight up off the bye. The Bills have won six straight games versus the Dolphins. They have a plus 65-point differential in their last two games against the Dolphins, and they've won five of those six games by double digits. They're averaging 38.7 points per game in that six-game streak. Uh, Josh Allen, 20 touchdowns total, including rushing, three interceptions over those six games. And back in week two, the Bills had the 30 pressures against Tua against Tua and the, and the Dolphins in, in uh, I guess, uh Jacoby Brissett when he came in after Tua got hurt in week two. That's the highest number of any single uh, any team's single week this season. Um, Buffalo, after a loss last two years, week one in 2020, 2021 this year to Pittsburgh, they won their next four games by double digits. And week 10 last year against they lose to Arizona, go on the bye and don't lose again. I think they won their next nine games by double digits, including that, hey, Miami's trying to get in the playoffs and the Bills just smoke them. I, I think they want – to establish total dominance in this division. I got the Bills as a best bet at minus 13 and a half, which is our number. I'm fine with 14, but obviously you prefer 13 and a half. And then if, you, if you're betting on Caesars, how about this little number? You can bet Bills total touchdowns over three and a half is minus 120. I love that bet. The Bills just need four touchdowns. Yeah, sure. That feels yeah. like a good bet, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. 49ers at the Bears. We touched on this a little bit. Uh, 49ers minus four on the road, over under 39 and a half. This has a chance to be the lowest closing total of the year. It's currently Pat's Texans week five, which uh, ended up at 39. Are you are you thrilled to watch Jimmy G and Justin Fields battle it out in this low scoring, whatever this thing is, Pete? No, but uh, the Bears offensive line is worse. And look, the 49ers pass rush couldn't get going. I don't think they could get their footing. I, I thought Bozo was having problems getting footing when it's wet and rainy. It's hard to get your feet. It's easier to pass protect than it is to uh, to go up the field and attack somebody. That'll change in this one. The, the Bears' offensive line is bad. Fields holds the ball. He's taking a ton of shots. He's going to get hit a bunch in this game. I think it'll lead to some short fields. And for all those out there killing Jimmy G for last week, give me a break. It was yeah. raining. If he plays poorly here – then start killing him. At least let's see what he can do. I think he plays better. I'll take the 49ers minus four, but this game is going to be terrible to watch. Yeah, if he plays poorly, especially with Khalil Mack out, because it looks like Khalil Mack is going to miss this game. I um, believe Khalil Mack is, has been ruled out. Akeem Hicks yeah. is still on the fence. 
Yeah, so I mean, there's, I don't know how the defense plays well without Mac. It's a very low total, obviously. That puts points at a premium. So four is kind of a high number for for a game that's thirty nine and a half. Since points are at a premium when the, that total is so low, um, but there's zero to late from the Chicago passing game. Um, Chicago's offense has been terrible with field. Uh, you know, he he has it has had his moments. You know, he hasn't had the numbers to back it up, but he has done some good some things well. He just is not getting any help from uh, from his teammates and from. The coaching staff, Chicago, you know, Nagy, Nagy, however we pronounce it. I listened to that pod with uh, Brady. Um, I don't know if you guys figured out what we're doing, but I think it's Nagy. I was right. Brady was wrong. Yeah. If they don't have him on the sidelines due to COVID, um, unlike Kingsbury, you know, that might be a net positive. So maybe maybe people will jump on Chicago with Nagy not in there. Um, I have San Francisco as an average team and Chicago in the almost basement tier above Jacksonville, Detroit, and the Jets. That only puts the line for me at San Fran minus two and a half. So I would lean to the Bears, um, but I'm not in a rush to play it with these defensive injuries for Chicago. Yeah, I mean it's the the Bears have the worst offensive line in football according to Justin Sackrate. I mean it's, they're in, you know that they're just a disaster. A little bit better, obviously a little more better in the run, um, but you know th- this is a um, a bad football team. And I like I I I feel bad for Matt Nagy, but a little bit because you know he told us that Justin Fields didn't need to be playing, and you know what Justin Fields doesn't need to be playing. I mean, Pete's right. He holds the ball way too long. They give up tons of pressures on the outside. Uh, the weather looks like it'll be fine. But he needs to be playing. But he needs to be playing. Play him. Uh, uh, that's fine. I mean, the, the team sucks. Play the kid, whatever you want to say. But, like, he, even two weeks ago, and I talked about this uh, maybe uh, somewhere else, but, like, that touchdown pass to Darnell Mooney against the Packers, it took him, like, six seconds to realize that Mooney was just walking along wide open. He, he just not – I don't blame him for not seeing the field very well right now either because there's just constant pressure on him. I agree with you. I think the, the 49ers will be able to get after him. Some concerns with uh, San Francisco and their injury report from an offensive perspective. Um, Alex Mack uh, did not practice, but it's not injury-related. Uh, Trent Williams – did not practice. Uh, Debo Samuel has a calf injury. He didn't practice on, on Wednesday. Uh, D Ford concussion didn't practice on on uh, on Wednesday as well. Javon Kinlaw, I think, is going to be apparently out for the season. If if but Akeem Hicks to me is the is the factor here. If Akeem Hicks misses the game, then the Bears defense he's like the linchpin for the Bears defense. If Hicks and Khalil Mack are gone, the Bears run defense will crater, and San Francisco will be able to have a field day on the ground, and then that'll force Fields to drop a bunch of dropbacks. And, and unless Kyle, unless Kyle decides he wants to throw it all day, like he did on that stupid in, in drive, friggin' b- bomb cyclone. What, what are we doing, Kyle? Uh, okay, finally, long show. Patriots at Chargers. Chargers minus five. The over under forty nine. Justin Herbert and. The genius, Brandon Staley, coming off a bye against uh, overrated uh, mastermind Bill Belichick. What do you think, Pete? Well, the genius wasn't very good. I don't don't really mean that, by the way. Well, the mastermind, the young mastermind, wasn't very good the last time out with his decisions. And uh, everybody praises him. Look, he goes for it all the time. His team got rocked, and they got clearly outcoached. And that showed up in that game. I think they'll come back and bounce back here because I think Herbert – was confused at times during that game. Baltimore had a great plan for him, and he lo- didn't look like he was confident in his throws. We know Belichick can do that, but they're not good enough. And I think with the fact that their corner's down again, I think there's going to throw opportunities for him to throw the football. So I, I don't love this game, but I'll take the Chargers minus the five. 
I think the line's about where it should be. Chargers games are five and one to the under. Their point output is not matching the quality of the offense because um, they're not doing the, what they need to do on early downs. They're, they're having a lot of success on third downs. Um, but their defense is also 30 seconds and 30 second in yards per rush. So New England's going to be happy to go in there, run the ball, attack a weakness like that, and uh, and you know have a big game for for Damian Harris. Um, I think the spread's fair because uh, Chargers don't have a good home field advantage. I would lean to the under, expecting there to be fewer possessions with the Patriots grinding out drives, keeping the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand with their run game, and uh, not going to be a lot of points in this one. And it's going to trend like other Chargers games have trended this year to the under. So I would lean to the under in this one. Yeah, I uh, I, I put the Pats down as a best bet plus five because I think they'll keep it close enough, but I. I'm not, I'm not sure why I didn't like the under more. I think the unders are really good bet here. That, 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 the total is surprisingly high for this game. I mean, Brandon Staley, you know, the, their defense, they're a run funnel, as, as RJ mentioned. Damian, this is going to be, you know, Bill Belichick is going to attack via the run. Uh, the Pats actually are uh, top five in explosive pass rate, which is not what you would have expected to, to, to read, but that, but it's true. Um, I, I think I just think New England is going to come in here, be able to pound the ball. Um, we saw last year Belichick really threw some junk at, at Justin Herbert that, that confused him. Rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick, not a surprise. Um, but you know, even with the buy to prepare, Belichick, I, I, Belichick didn't have a buy to prepare. Obviously, Staley did, but I, I think they'll cook up enough on defense to slow down the Chargers. I do think it's a low scoring game, and I like the Pats catching more than a field goal. Right, what about the parlay? What about the parlay? We don't have. I got, I, I got a. I got an easy parlay for you. Just parlay Ryan's three picks since he's the hottest guy on the planet. It's not a bad idea. What, what, what is, uh, be, uh, Lions plus three and a half, Bengals minus ten and a half, and uh, what was the other one here? Titans. Titans, Titans, which I don't like, but I'm fine putting it in. And I don't like. And I don't like the Lions. So, but, and we, I don't know if we agree on any either. Enough to get a parlay. I don't. I don't think We're, we did. No, you like the Bucs. We both like the Saints. Um, yeah, I don't think we did. Let's I like the Colts. Yeah, we're 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 opposite sides of Washington Broncos. Unless yeah, we, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got to change things up a little bit and, and break this streak. We haven't won one all year. We'll put Ryan's in there, and worst case, he goes zero and three, and the and the crater begins, and Wilson just starts <laughs> to fall off a cliff. Uh, right. we, we, we'll mush him. We'll mush him a little bit. We'll take his picks. So all that's right. the key. That's the that's the Ryan Wilson streak breaker. Uh, no good, can't hit, miss, parlay, whatever you want to call it. Something and if it does hit, he's coming back and gives us three more best bets so we can play him again. That's right. Yeah, we, yeah, we run that back. So uh, the parlay is uh, – Pete. Right, we'll get the parlay. So the, the parlay is Lions plus three and a half, Titans plus one or uh, – yeah, Titans plus, plus one, one and Bengals minus ten and a half. That's a nice mix there. Uh, Pete Prisco's best bets for the week, Vikings plus one and a half, Titans plus one. Saints plus five and a half, Falcons minus three, Steelers plus three. Ooh, didn't get the three and a half there, huh? WFT plus three, Bucks, Saints under. Look at that doggy dogs. RJ's best bets, Saints woof, woof. five and a half, <laughs> Indy minus one, Houston plus 14 and a half, Seattle minus three, and Washington over, Denver over 44. And my best bets, in case you feel like fading, fade away, fade my best bets. Keep doing it. Bills minus 13 and a half. Jags, Seahawks under 43 and a half. Pats plus five. Cowboys, Vikings over 55. Titans minus one. WFT, Broncos over 44. Look at that slop. That is repulsive how how nasty those picks are. Um, Brinson sucks. Thank you, Debo, for writing that. Uh, Reminder, hey, even if you're watching on YouTube, it wasn't live. Hit that like button. Comment with your best bet for week eight in the – put your best bet for week eight in the comments. 
Pete, RJ, always a pleasure. I got a tip, I got a tip from my buddies from 1983. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, uh, what are you going to be for Halloween, Pete? I'm not. Oh, boo. Don't be a curmudgeon. You're dressing as a curmudgeon? Well, you can't, nowadays you wear a costume and somebody's going to take a picture of you and try and cancel you. <laughs> just be like every other middle-aged person and dress up like Ted Lasso. Who are you dressing up as? I don't know. I just do what my son and wife tell me to, so I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> like in real life, like in everything, you just yeah, do what your much, son yeah. and wife tell yeah. you to do. Yeah, yeah. You want to do the Pete Brisker power rankings of the Brinson household. I'm fourth behind a dog. Um, <laughs> Who are you, uh, RJ? Are you dressing up for Halloween? I'm dressing up as an Atlanta baseball fan <laughs> rooting for my team in game five. Ooh, maybe I'll dress up as uh, David Justice or John Smoltz. Okay, like Brinson, what are your options for dressing up? That's what I want to know. It, well, usually for, for me, what happens is Robbie picks a costume and then is like, and and then like we have to be something tangentially related to that costume. So it's like a family sort of costume. Okay, like, like so last year you were? Uh, last year, Robbie was, um, oh, uh, oh God, the, uh, it's one of the, uh, it's not Paw Patrol. It's um. Last year I was like an evil scientist. I could go as a. I could wear a. Robbie was PJ Mask, I think, and I was an evil scientist. Maybe I'm gonna go as a Squid Games contestant in the jumpsuit, I and like then that. and you know what I do? I'd become what I what they really would be have become in that scenario. They would have killed everybody before they even went into the stupid game. But who would like you mean the the players? The contestants, yeah. They tried to do that, and then no, they, no, they didn't. They would have killed. They would have aligned with five. And if you haven't seen the show, but they would have. That's my one big, two big criticisms of the show. If it really, they were really going to kill each other. They would have killed each other instead. Why would you take your chance on a game when you could kill everybody? And then there's like five of you left, and then you you fight to the death there, and then I win. That's what it would be. It wouldn't be. I'm going to go to the game and see if this thing's going to collapse. I'm going to die that way. No way it plays that way. And where the hell did the guards come from, Brinson? Um, that's it's a good question. We have to do a thirty for thirty on the on Squid Games to find that out. Okay, it could have been that thing. It was good. It could have been fantastic. They needed a more demented mind to write the thing. That's what I think they needed. And I didn't, <laughs> they needed some Prisco. So I did needed. not expect to get a Squid Game rant from Prisco before we got off. This I, I know, for, like the guy, the, for the same guy who said this this podcast goes too long went on a Squid Game rant. Well, an hour well, and 10 minutes I want the Squid Games director because he criticizes back. Did you see that? He got no. mad at LeBron James. Really? Yeah. He's blasting LeBron James for because yeah, LeBron James said he didn't like the ending, and so he blasted it back at him. You didn't I see did that? I did not see that. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button. Comment with your best bets in the picks. And we will see you guys uh, Sunday night.